This programme is sponsored by the Wolves Disabled Supporters Association. The giant is stirring. The dream is being realised. Hello and welcome to the matchday programme for Wolves vs Chelsea. We'll hear from head coach Bruno Larger and of course get Steve Bull's preview ahead of today's fixture. We'll also prepare to battle with Raul Jimenez and check out the fan inside with He Chan Huang. As this is the final fixture before Christmas, the club would like to take this opportunity to say Merry Christmas and to wish all Wolves supporters a happy and safe festive season. Welcome to today's matchday programme. It's Wolves versus Chelsea. First, a note from Wolves head coach Bruno Larger. Good afternoon and welcome back to Molyneux for our final Premier League match before Christmas. We've had another quick turnaround following Wednesday evening's win at Brighton, but we're all prepared for this when managing and playing in England as Christmas approaches. With two games every week, you don't have too much time to prepare, because as soon as you play one game, you're recovering and getting ready to play the next. But we were pleased to have earned a big three points away from home earlier this week. Those three points might not have happened if it wasn't for the amazing support we had from you, our fans, at their stadium. It's a very long journey to Brighton, and for so many of you to travel all that way to support us, right from the first minute until the final whistle, I hope you all returned home with a big smile. Everywhere we go, we feel you're there with us. I don't think there are many other clubs in this country who would have the backing of 3,000 fans in Brighton on a Wednesday night, just before Christmas, but that's why I'm happy and lucky to manage such a massive club with brilliant support. I've also been very happy with how the players have been doing everything I've asked of them in recent weeks. We knew we were playing against a strong team in Brighton, and although they might have started the game better than we did, I was pleased with how we responded. We regained the balance, we started to have the ball, and we scored the goal that our play deserved. Then in the second half, we created a lot of chances, and could have scored one or two more goals. I was delighted with how we all played as a team, right from Jose and goal all the way through to the attackers, because everything we do is as a team. We win as a team, we lose as a team, we defend as a team, and we attack as a team. Every day we work together to understand what we're trying to do and build on that step by step, doing easy things every day as we try to be more solid in our game. Today we welcome Chelsea to Molyneux, and I would like to offer a warm hand to Thomas Tuchel, his staff, players and supporters who have made the journey to the West Midlands. We came into our last game having played Liverpool and Manchester City, and now we're going to face a team who won the Champions League last season, but that is why the Premier League is the greatest competition in football, as it gives us the chance to test ourselves against the best teams in the world every week. We all know how good Chelsea are and we know they are in a good way at the moment, but so are we. Although it's going to be a hard game, we're back at our home and have the support of our amazing fans, so we're ready to fight once again. Before I finish today's notes, I want to wish you all a very Merry Christmas, however you might be celebrating, and thank you for everything you give to myself and my players from the stands. Enjoy today's game and have a wonderful Christmas and we'll see you all again on Boxing Day. Enjoy the game, Bruno. Now to hear from Wolves captain Connor Cody. We come into today's game feeling good after an important win down in Brighton on Wednesday evening, says Cody. It's been a tough ground to play at over the years for us, so we knew how hard it was going to be going there, and it was a real battle. I thought we defended fantastically. Towards the end, when they were getting free kicks and set pieces, balls were coming into the box, and it's about how you deal with it and how calm you stay. The full-backs were stopping crosses, doing the basics of defending, and I thought all the lads were brilliant, so we were really pleased. I think it'll probably go under the radar because Roman's a centre-half, but it's a great finish on his weak foot, coming over his shoulder. To pass it into the corner on the full volley is incredible. He's actually a fantastic finisher. He works a lot in training every week on set pieces, finishing balls. 
Then, from there, you look at the defensive side. To keep a team out while they're really pushing was a testament to all the boys out there. It's always important you stick to your principles in how you want to defend. We work a lot on set pieces with Tony Roberts, but also our in-play game with Carlos Cachada, and he's been fantastic since he's been here. We're really enjoying ourselves at the minute. Every week is a battle in the Premier League, and we were pleased to get back on track with a win on Wednesday. It was a big win for the squad as a whole. Whenever we win, it's together, and it's the same for losing. That's how we work at this club. We didn't have Raul on Wednesday, but we're glad to have him back for today. We lost Rayan and Chan on the night, and I hope they're all right. We could do without injuries at this moment in time. They're fantastic footballers, and hopefully we'll see them back soon. It's important to stay together. We won on Wednesday, but now we've got another battle on our hands today. We know it's a big game today, but all these games are big. Brighton was massive on the back of Liverpool and Manchester City, and we got a win. We enjoyed it, but made sure we were back in on Thursday to get ready for Chelsea. We know what a fantastic team they are, and it's going to be a big challenge, but it's one we're relishing in front of our fans. Today is also our final game before Christmas, and I'd like to wish all our supporters a happy and safe festive period. Our fans have been incredible once again this season. 3,000 going to Brighton on a Wednesday night is unbelievable, and we hope you're able to enjoy Christmas, and hopefully we'll see you back here on Boxing Day. Connor. Bully's Big Match Preview Legendary striker Steve Bull will be running the rule over Wolves' 2021-22 season while giving his thoughts on the opposition who take to the Molyneux turf in this season's matchday programme. The club's record scorer with 306 goals in all competitions during a 13-year career in Golden Black has reflected on a pair of frustrating narrow defeats against two of the top teams in the Premier League, the impressive defence Wolves have built and how Laja will set up for the visit of the Blues. Taking the top teams all the way you can have good games and bad games in football, says Steve. In some good games you get the wrong result, and in some bad games you get the right result, and that's the way it goes. In those two games against Liverpool and Manchester City, it just showed that we can go toe-to-toe with the biggest teams in the league, and we were very unfortunate on both occasions. We can all write the hard luck story and say we should have had this or should have had that, but the league is swings and roundabouts. You get your luck in some games, and you don't get your luck in the others. I thought we played very, very well and unfortunately got nothing out of them. Late heartbreak against Liverpool Conceding in the final minute of the game when you look to be getting a result is one of the worst feelings in football. When the clock hit 93 minutes, I believed we were going to hold out. Liverpool are a world-class side and they're hard to contain, but we stuck with them and we pushed them all the way, but it took just one little lack of concentration. That's all it takes, and they punished us. When you switch off against the top teams, even for just a second, you'll get punished because it's all about the killer touch. Liverpool have that, but at that moment, we haven't got the killer touch. But Liverpool will be there at the end of the season, Man City will be there at the end of the season, and we gave them both a good game. Contentious decisions at the Etihad Like every other Wolves fan, I was gutted and frustrated last weekend. We were standing our ground and would have given them an even better game if we'd have kept 11 men on the field. But there's two aspects which impacted that game. One was Raul going off and the other was the penalty. For me, the first booking wasn't a yellow card, just a caution, but the second one was a stonewall yellow. He realised he shouldn't have done what he did as soon as he did it and put his hands to his face. I can't knock Raul for what he did because it's enthusiasm of wanting to win and doing everything he can for the club, but you need to remember when you're on a yellow card you've got to be very careful and not do anything silly. Hopefully he'll learn his lesson the next time he's given a yellow to be more careful. Secondly, the penalty. I can't get my hat on the VAR. If we were Man City, we'd have been rubbing our hands together thinking, how did we get away with that? If VAR can't spot something as blatant as that, then there's something wrong. 
On match of the day last Saturday night, they slowed the replay right down and the ball clearly hit Moutinho on his side and below his arm. It wasn't a penalty. How can match of the day get it right, but VAR get it wrong? I don't understand it. The brick wall at the back. The defence have been doing absolutely brilliant this season and they must be gutted coming off the back of the Liverpool and Man City games because they've put their heart and souls into their performances and not got anything out of it. But it's not just the last two games. The three lads at the back, Cody, Kilman and Saiz, now have a really good understanding of each other. Where they've got to be on the field, who's playing sweeper, who's picking the bits up and there's a great understanding there. It's not a surprise how well they're playing. It took Kilman a bit of time to get into his flow as he came from the under-23s a few seasons ago and had to wait for his place. But he's bided his time and now he's a permanent structure, as are the other two. It'll be a shame when it gets disrupted after Christmas, when Saiz has to go to the Africa Cup of Nations and Bowley has to go too, but Bruno knows the players who'll fit into that spot. But the three who are there, it's very hard to say who's the best of them because they're all playing really well. Saar impressing in his first season. Behind the defence this season has been a very good signing in Jose Saar. He was a top-class keeper who would pull saves out of the top corner, but Saar has stood up and filled the big boots that Patricio left behind. We've seen that he's got better and stronger as the games have gone on, and he's only going to continue in that way. When he's got a back three in front of him like we have, it must feel a lot more comfortable as well, knowing that whatever they miss, he'll be there to pick the pieces up. As a player, you love a goalkeeper who commands his penalty area, but to do that, you've got to be vocal, as he's the last man in the defence, and you've got to put the defenders in their place so they all know where they should be. There's nothing worse than seeing a goalkeeper standing on his line when the opposition are battering crosses and shots into the box. I like goalkeepers to come out with their knees in the air, wipe out everything in front of them, command that box and get the ball out as quick as possible to start a counter-attack, and Saar is doing that. Setting up for Chelsea We all know the quality Chelsea have got, so it wouldn't surprise me if Bruno sets the team up in the same way as he did for Liverpool and Man City. He'll look to keep it really tight at the back, get Traore on the one side, maybe Podence on the other, and try to catch them on the break. For me, I'd rather play against the top teams like Chelsea than the lower teams because it's a game of football and we're playing some really good football at the moment. We're just not finishing games off or getting that killer touch in the box. That's all we're lacking, so bring on Chelsea. We've gone toe-to-toe with Liverpool, toe-to-toe with Man City, so why not bring Chelsea to Molyneux and show them what we can do? We'll have a go at them and we shouldn't be frightened. Time now to take a look at today's opposition, Chelsea, and to get our scouts' report on their last game against Leeds. Wolves are back at Molyneux, aiming to win their first home game in three, having gone four games unbeaten before Liverpool were in town two weeks ago, while Chelsea are pushing hard towards the top of the Premier League table as Christmas approaches. The Old Gold Camp We've given probably the two best teams in the land at the minute two really good games and conceded just two goals, says Connor Cody. We'll take confidence, but we know we have to start picking up wins and picking up results as soon as possible. The Blues Camp We can always give more, says Jorginho. If we think we gave an extra 10%, then we have no more to improve on, and that's not the mentality we have here. We always need and want to improve and do more, but we did our job. Last time we did this. Chelsea nil, Wolves nil. 27th of January 2021. Wolves reverted to having a back three, having tried out a four-man defence and put in a resolute performance as they defended their goal bravely to shut Chelsea out at Stamford Bridge. The away dressing room. The lowdown. Chelsea were founded on the 10th of March 1905. 
Racking up the most appearances for the team was Ron Harris with 795, with Frank Lampard scoring the most goals for Chelsea with 211. The club's record signing is Romelo Lukaku for £97.5 million, and their record sale is Eden Hazard for £130 million. Their highest finishing place is first, having topped the Premier League on six occasions. Aiming for the quadruple. Winning multiple titles in the same season is nothing new for Chelsea, but with Tuchel's men still fighting on all fronts in four competitions this season, a first quadruple in the club's history remains on the cards. As well as their Premier League games, Chelsea face a Carabao Cup quarter-final clash with Brentford in three days' time, and host Chesterfield in the FA Cup in the new year, before defending their Champions League trophy, having drawn Lille in the last 16. Injury problems easing. Although Ben Chilwell is a long-term absentee, Thomas Tuchel has been handed a major boost ahead of the Christmas schedule, with the news of dynamic midfielder Ungolo Kante's return from injury. The Frenchman had not been seen since limping off against Juventus in November with a twisted knee, while Matteo Kovacic could also be close to a return from Covid isolation, which came off the back of a hamstring injury which had ruled him out since October. Award-winning stopper in form. Pushing the Brazilian pair of Liverpool's Alisson and Man City's Edison all the way for the Golden Glove title this year will be Eduard Mendy. The stopper has already picked up another individual award following his outstanding performances between the sticks since joining Chelsea, having been named as the Senegalese Player of the Year. Mendy won the award convincingly with 321 votes, ahead of the Red Sadio Mane and Watford's Ismail Assar. Now the scout report for Chelsea versus Leeds on the 11th of December. The game finished, Chelsea 3, Leeds 2. The Blues are keeping pace with Manchester City and Liverpool at the top of the Premier League standings. Last weekend, Chelsea hosted Leeds United and were reliant on a pair of Jorginho penalties to overcome a dogged Leeds outfit, the second of which came in the fourth minute of added time. After falling behind to a Rafinha penalty, Mason Mount got the Blues back on level terms before Joe Gellart's goal on 83 minutes gave Leeds hope, but Jorginho was as clinical as ever, making it 21 goals from the spot in Chelsea colours. Scoring the goals. With record signing Romelu Lukaku not scoring in the Premier League since September, Chelsea's goals have had to come from other sources, and it's been Mason Mount who has been the most consistent, netting for the sixth time in this campaign to put his side back on level terms. Creating chances. Antonio Rudiger won both of Chelsea's penalties against Leeds last weekend, but it's been fellow defender Rhys James who sits top of the assist charts for the Blues this season, with his dangerous crosses into the box being a big threat in Tuchel's men's arsenal. Overset pieces. Jorginho once again reigns supreme from the penalty spot, as his two efforts helped Chelsea claim all three points against Leeds. Although the Blues did not pose an effort on goal from free kicks last weekend, Mason Mount continued to provide the corners for the team. Tough nut to crack. While Ongolo Kante has been injured, it's been the task of Ruben Loftus-Cheek to win possession back for his side, as the England midfielder topped the charts among those in the Chelsea ranks last weekend for both tackles and winning the ball back four times to break up Leeds' attacks. Impact off the bench. With a deep squad at his disposal, Thomas Tuchel has plenty of firepower he can rely on to make an impact late in games, none more so than Romelu Lukaku. The Belgian only appeared three minutes from time against Leeds, but a player of his quality can always be a difference maker. This week's feature interview is with the head coach himself, 
Bruno Lager. 100% Commitment to the Cause Bruno Lager When Bruno Lager talks football, his enthusiasm is infectious. Obsession isn't an exaggeration. Since the Portuguese's arrival in Wolverhampton, he's captivated the media with his impassioned press conferences and built a desire to improve every single day within his squad. However, a passion for football only takes you so far in this game, and only hard work will guide you all the way to success. For Larger, nothing comes from the sky, and when Wolves celebrate three points in the Premier League, it's the result of copious hours of meticulous planning and preparation from the head coach and his group. Where does that industrious mentality come from? It's a family affair for the 45-year-old, who explains, It comes from my youth. My father played and managed at an amateur level. Since I was ten, I watched him prepare training and sometimes went to watch games, and I think the hard work comes from that side, because he put a lot into his career and did well at that level. The other part, when I arrived here, I just know one way to success. It's work hard. For me and my staff, we are good because we spend a lot of time working. Nothing comes from the sky. If you arrive at this level and continue at this level and have success, it's because you spend a lot of time working. Looking at how we can grow as a team, how we can help the players become better, how the opponents work, we analyse everything. Training matches, the opponent's style. We spend a lot of time taking the best information, so we are near to the best decisions. Prior to arriving in Wolverhampton, Larger had managed for less than two seasons in senior football, but that spell at Benfica only tells half the story. More than 15 years guiding youth teams at the Estado de Luz and coaching in the lower Portuguese leagues, providing the sort of challenges Larger is now benefiting from in the Premier League. His was the only name linked to the vacant head coach role at Molyneux in the summer, and Hierarchy wasted little time securing their man, who described the opportunity as a dream come true. I never think too much about my career, says Larger, especially in the beginning, and I continue like that, day by day, he explained. The most important thing is to be ready for the opportunities. For sure, when you arrive at that position and receive the invitation to work at Wolves in the Premier League, it's a dream come true. Now I'm here, I want to conquer more things, especially for the club, because the way they received me was very good, and not just me, but my staff. You can feel the environment of the building. The pack means a lot to these people, and that's the way I like to work. Put everyone involved in the way we want to work. I just have good things to say. The people were here from day one supporting. I need a room to have meetings with the players and in one month they created a fantastic room. Everyone has given me everything I needed to have the best conditions to do the best work. We're here to do our best and every day I think we conquer little things to increase what the club did in the last four years. To those with a fleeting interest in Wolves, little may appear to have changed. Formations and personnel are similar but as Connor Cody eloquently explained as pundit on Match of the Day 2 last month, that's far from the truth. That day, Larger's captain was analysing the victory over West Ham United, arguably the performance where the head coach's ideas were most visible. Wolves played an attractive brand of football, creating lots of chances and stifling an opposition which had already beaten Liverpool and today's opponents, Chelsea. I want to feel happiness when I see my team play, says Bruno. We cannot change everything in one moment. We're changing small things, but important things for the game. I'm happy with the way we're working, especially the way we defend. I want the strikers to help us defend. I want the goalkeeper to start the way we want to play. Little things and we'll be there. We need to understand the opponent, to understand the spaces they give, and for me it's a challenge to understand what the players can give me for the way I want to play when we lose the ball. 
I want a strong reaction and we need to defend and be solid. When we have the ball, we're here. When we lose the ball, we have strong reactions and then we defend. We're solid like a pack. The players, I'm happy with them because they're doing everything I ask for. That dedication to his work has consequences at times. Six months since his arrival, Larger has seen only snippets of the local area his team are representing. While the head coach takes opportunities to sample local restaurants and cafes with his staff, a return home is preferable on days off, with his wife's successful banking career keeping the family base in Portugal. When I have some free time for one or two days, I try to fly back to Portugal, because my family is there, says Bruno. My wife's there with my two kids. I can fly on the Sunday morning and be back on the Monday afternoon. Spending time with them is lovely, but I've tried some restaurants here too. Recently, my wife surprised me with a message because she knows where I take my breakfast. Someone took a picture of me in the cafe and put it on social media. Every time I want to be here at Compton, around the building, working, and if I have more than one day free, I'll go to Portugal. Not because Wolverhampton isn't a good city, but my heart is there. However, the festive period will allow little opportunity to leave Compton Park. Today's clash with Chelsea represents the start of the busy British Christmas run which Larger experienced while at Swansea City and Sheffield Wednesday. With the Blues in the hunt for the league title and the likes of Arsenal and Manchester United on the agenda, Larger knows the tough challenges ahead, but he's relishing them. We know December and January is a big challenge for us. It's the real test for me as a manager and also my staff and the squad, but it's an opportunity. So we go with the same ambition, the same mentality, because when you play against these teams, it's a big opportunity to show yourself the way we work, the way we play. Cody on Larger. How he's coached us since he came in has been fantastic. He's a fantastic coach. He does absolutely everything. He has attention to detail every time. We have a lot of meetings now where we go through clips and we watch clips on other teams. It's brilliant, the analysis we go into. It's full credit to him and how he's wanted to do it. He's stuck to the same formation, the same way of doing things, but brought in new ways of playing and trying to find a bit more of an inside game while still keeping the width at the same time. Facts and figures. Fact number one. En route to lifting the Portuguese title in 2019, Larcher's Benfica equaled a club record of 103 goals scored in one season. In that same campaign, they became the first team in the Portuguese top flight since 1965 to score 10 times in one match against Nacional. Fact number two. Alongside Carlos Carvalhal at Sheffield Wednesday, Larcher helped guide the Owls to their highest placed finish in the last 21 years with two playoff campaigns. Fact number three. Larger helped make João Félix the player he is today. During 2018-19, the youngster had scored twice in three games for Benfica, but after Larger tweaked the system, he bagged 16 times in the remaining 25 matches, earning him a move to Atletico Madrid. Fact number four. At Benfica, Larger gave youth a chance. He promoted exciting trio Florentino Luiz, João Felipe and Ferro to the first team, and within a month had handed them all senior debuts. Fact number five. Larger's son Jaime is named after Jaime Grasa, Larger's biggest influence in football as a mentor. His younger brother, Louis Nascimento, is also a coach at Wolves. This programme is brought to you by the Wolves Disabled Supporters Association. For more information, please contact Dennis Green. You can find all the information you need at facebook.com forward slash wolvesdsa. Heroes, Ted Farmer. 
cult heroes cast a light on former members of the pack who were admired by the club's supporters, often for reasons beyond their numbers on the pitch. Wolves Museum duo Pat Quirk and Neil Pennington have joined forces for the season-long feature, sharing both facts and memories of some of the club's most popular, if sometimes overlooked, former stars. The Backstory with Neil Pennington Born in Rowley Regis, Ted played just four seasons of league football before being forced to retire due to injury aged 24. He scored twice on his senior debut in a 3-1 win at Old Trafford in 1960 and ended the season as the club's leading scorer with 28 goals in 27 games. Remarkably, Farmer scored his 21st league goal in his 21st league match and on his 21st birthday on the 21st of January. The following season saw him earn a call-up to the England under-23 side, scoring on his debut and bagging a hat-trick on his second appearance in a 5-2 victory to the Netherlands. The striker broke his leg, caused by an overzealous tackle during training shortly afterwards. Although he returned to action, injury blighted the rest of his career and forced him to retire in 1964. Farmer's greatest game was probably the FA Youth Cup final of 1958. Wolves had lost the first leg 5-1 to a Jimmy Greaves-inspired Chelsea. In the second leg, Farmer scored four goals in the first half to equalise the tie. At half-time, the Wolves staff opened the turnstiles to thousands of supporters who packed inside the ground to catch a glimpse of the second half. Word had spread quickly around the town. Cliff Durant scored twice, but Greaves got one back to win the tie 7-6. Farmer regarded it as probably the greatest competitive match ever played at Molyneux. Retiring after scoring 44 goals in 57 games, Farmer then ran a pub in Dudley and had a very successful career in the computer industry. Ted spoke passionately at the Civic Hall in July 1986 when the club was in danger of folding, imploring Councillor John Bird to do everything he could to save both club and ground. The cult hero status with Pat Quirk. He was a fantastic goalscorer, says Pat. He was the great hope at the end of the Cullis era, he didn't really rate Cullis, even though he was his manager. He wasn't like the players of the 40s and 50s, and he didn't get on with Cullis very well. If you talk to Ted now, although he won the FA Youth Cup, he can be a bit bitter that he didn't get the great careers the others enjoyed, but he was well-liked and well-remembered in the Wolves fraternity. He's still around and attends former player events, but for him it was all about potential. He was a great goalscorer and a smooth player, distinguished in his own right. Preparing to battle with Raul Jimenez. From the moment he wakes up on a match day, Wolves' Raul Jimenez is in the zone and now guides us through his routine before stepping onto the Molyneux pitch. In the hotel pre-match. I try to wake up as late as I can. Breakfast is optional and then the pre-match meal is 11.45am usually. When I wake up, I go to the dining room, then go back to my room, take a shower and be ready for the game. I'll go on my phone and watch some videos to pass the time. Pre-match meal. I'll have some pasta and some proteins, maybe chicken or turkey, that kind of food, to give me energy for the game. The coach journey in. Normally I'm by myself. In front of me usually is Kai. I don't mind if someone sits by me, but it's okay by myself. Sometimes I listen to music, but sometimes from the hotel to the stadium my dad calls me, or I call Daniela to say I'm ready for the game and everything's good. Pre-match emotions. I always feel good and confident because we're a good team and we'll try to win every game. It's just about being calm for the game to be ready. Meeting the opposition. It's difficult because not too many players or staff at other teams are Mexican, but I used to play with some other players and will speak to them. Sometimes I go outside before the game to the pitch. Sometimes I stay in the dressing room listening to music. 
in the dressing room. At home, I sit next to Saïs, and normally the other side is Johnny when he's fit. Away, it's by numbers, so I'm by the side of Reuben and Podence. If we're in the starting eleven, we try to talk about what we can do together to help the team. Pre-match music. I listen to any kind of music, usually Spanish. It could be pop, electronic, everything, just a mix. Rituals before the game. I don't know if it counts as a superstition, but I always put my right boot on first before the left. I've always done that in my career. The teams are in. Before, in the hotel, we have meetings. They send us different things about the goalkeepers and defenders, so when we know who's playing, we already know how they play and how we can get an advantage. In the tunnel. I'm excited. Calm, but excited for the game to start. The only thing I want to do is play. I get excited being there. Normally, my family, Daniela and Aria, are there, so I want to be on the pitch and give them happiness seeing me do what I love. And now the fan inside, and He Chan Huang discusses his football fan experiences as a child growing up in South Korea as the country hosted its first World Cup in 2002. My team when I grew up. I supported Butcheon FC and Pohang Steelers when I grew up in South Korea. A memorable game as a fan. I can remember that I watched the World Cup in 2002 when it was in Korea and Japan. Our family went to the stadium in Incheon to watch South Korea play Portugal and we enjoyed the match together. The result was South Korea won the game 1-0. A worldwide game I'd like to go to. For me, Premier League matches are the best in the world, but I do hope to play Champions League matches with Wolverhampton in the future. Furthermore, I want to play World Cup matches as well with the South Korea national team. My first game as a fan. I can't remember what my first game was as a fan, but since Bucheon is my hometown, I often went to watch their matches. I then lived in Pohang from secondary school, so I would go and watch Pohang games every week. The last game I attended as a fan. I cannot remember what the last game was that I went to before I came to England, but the most recent match I attended live here was to watch Wolverhampton against Manchester United after I signed for the club. At the moment, I sincerely want to play in front of the Wolves supporters as often as possible. A Wolves away day I'd like to be a fan at. I was so astonished when I visited Molyneux Stadium for the first time. For me, Molyneux Stadium is the best in the Premier League. Wolves DSA Wolves currently know of 72 types of disability within its disabled supporter base, and one of the least known is spinal muscular atrophy, SMA. This is a rare genetically inherited neuromuscular condition which causes progressive muscle weakness and a loss of movement due to muscle wasting. There are currently five different types of SMA, all with different symptoms, with our supporter David having SMA type 3. What we have learned is that every SMA patient is different. Some people with SMA have physiotherapy to help with daily activities. However, David, a season ticket holder since 2017, won't let his disability stop him attending any Wolves game. David's profile. Favourite Wolves player, Ruben Neves. Favourite away ground, King Power Stadium, Leicester. Favourite Wolves moment. Beating West Brom at home 1-0 after having our backs to the wall on 11th of March 2007. Murray magic to keep them out. What Wolves means to me. We're a football family and our team is Wolves, says David. We are gold and black inside from birth, whether we like it or not. My dad, brother, granddad and mum all support them. It's the way kids should grow up, supporting their local team through the good times and the bad. If we win, it's made my weekend. If we lose, when are we playing next to get back to winning ways? 
For more information regarding accessibility and how we can help you at a game, please get in contact with helpatwolves.co.uk. As usual, we close the programme by asking those connected with the old gold to create their ultimate Wolves player from various body parts. Stepping up this week is BBC Radio WM broadcaster and commentator Mike Taylor. My perfect Wolves player. Football intelligence. Jao Moutinho. Moutinho may be no sprinter, yet somehow, wherever the main action is taking place in midfield, there he is. How? It's not all about those who have the fastest feet, it's also about those who have the fastest mind. Heading. Raul Jimenez. Raul has grown into such an important personality around Wolves in recent years. You will have your own favourites among his headed goals for Wolves, and his bravery at both ends of the field remains wonderfully undimmed. Vision. Ruben Neves. The ability to land a football on a spot 50 yards away at will is remarkable enough, but to be able to calculate in a split second precisely which spot would be most troubling for the opposition, and then hit it, is on a different plane. Leadership. Connor Cody. There have been quite a few good leaders over the last couple of Wolves generations, but the current captain has helped to steer the playing staff through a period of extraordinary change and keep them unified throughout. Character, Dave Edwards. An energetic presence in the Wolves' midfield, and some of his dramatic late goals linger in the mind and illustrate his quiet determination. When times were hard, he never hid away and always represented the club honourably on and off the field. Fitness, Matt Doherty. To the eye, nobody covers more ground in a game than a wing-back who likes to attack, and Matt Doherty developed that role to remarkable effect. By his last Wolves season, he was the equal of anyone in that position in the Premier League, and running as hard in the last minute as the first. Strength, George Elakobi. Elakobi was such a popular, cheering figure around Molyneux, and had some memorable times with Wolves. Hard to compare, but in a test of strength, which other Wolves player of recent vintage would you back against George? Goalkeeping, Matt Murray. There have been several fine goalkeepers since I started covering Wolves, but Matt Murray was the equal of any of them. One of the most thoughtful new pundits to emerge in recent times, he will serve the game well for years to come. Speed, Adama Traore. This one's not too difficult, is it? A player made for the viral video age. Whatever happens in this match today, chances are the ten-second burst that will lodge most vividly in your memory will involve Traore. Left foot, Mark Kennedy. I was almost swayed by my colleague Steve Herman writing in this feature recently about Bakari Sacco, but my first thought for this slot was Mark Kennedy. There were memorable goals, but some of his left-wing crosses made football into a sort of geometric art. Right foot, Steve Bull. His most prolific days were behind him by the time I started reporting on Wolves, but fans not yet born will be hearing for decades to come about his goals, many dispatched by that merciless right foot. Which just leaves time to give you the rundown of the squads for today's fixture. Starting with Wolves. Under head coach Bruno Larger, in number one is Jose Sarr, two, Kiana Hover, three, Ryan Aid Nuri. 5. Marzal 6. Bruno Giordeo 7. Pedro Neto 8. Ruben Neves 9. Raul Jimenez 10. Daniel Podence 11. Francisco Trincao 13. Louis Molden 14. Yerson Mosquera 15. Willie Bowley 
16, Connor Cody. 17, Fabio Silva. 19, Johnny. 21, John Ruddy. 22, Nelson Semedo. 23, Maximilian Kilman. 26, He Chan Huang. 27, Roman Saiz. 28, Jean Moutinho. 32, Leander Dendonka. 37, Adama Traore. 59, Oscar Burr. Chelsea. Under manager Thomas Tuchel, we have number one, Kepa Aritzabalaga. Two, Antonio Rudiger. Three, Marcos Alonso. Four, Andreas Christensen. Five, Jorginho. Six, Thiago Silva. Seven, Ungolo Kante. Eight, Matteo Kovacic. Nine, Romelu Lukaku. Ten, Christian Pulisic. Eleven, Timo Werner. Twelve, Ruben Loftus-Cheek. Thirteen, Marcus Bettinelli. 14. Trivo Chaloba. 16. Eduard Mendy. 17. Saul. 18. Ross Barkley. 19. Mason Mount. 20. Callum Hudson O'Doy. 21. Ben Chilwell. 22. Hakim Ziyech. 24. Rhys James. 28. Cesar Aspilicueta. 29. Kai Havertz. 31. Malang Saar. 32. Lewis Baker and 36, Lucas Bergstrom. The match officials are referee David Coote, the assistant referees Stuart Burt and Nick Hopton. The fourth official is Andy Madley, and on VAR is Kevin Friend, with additional VAR from Simon Beck. We'll next meet at Molyneux against Watford on Sunday the 26th of December, Boxing Day, with a kick-off at 12.30pm. The giant is stirring the dream. 